Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Tuesday, July 16. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Chafet de Oliveira. And uh, let me pray for today. Um, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you again that we are in the book of Colossians, that we get to reflect a little bit on the opening passage right now. We ask for your blessing. Uh, we ask for your guidance. Uh, we ask, Lord, for uh, as you inspire us to just be able to live afresh in you, that we are renewed by your spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm reading from the message, the MSG today, Colossians 1, 1 through 10. I, Paul, have been sent on special assignment by Christ as part of God's master plan. Together with my friend Timothy, I greet the Christians and stalwart followers of Christ who live in Colossae. May everything good from God our Father be yours. Subheading, working in his orchard. Our prayers for you are always spilling over into thanksgivings. We can't quit thanking God our Father and Jesus our Messiah for you. We keep getting reports on your steady faith in Christ, our Jesus, and the love you continuously extend to all Christians. The lines of purpose in your lives never go slack, tightly tied as they are to your future in heaven, kept taut by hope. The message is is as true among you today as when you first heard it. It doesn't diminish or weaken over time. It's the same all over the world. The message bears fruit and gets larger and stronger, just as it has in you. From the very first day you heard and recognized the truth of what God is doing, you've been hungry for more. It's as vigorous in you now as when you learned it from our friend and close associate, Epiphras. He is one reliable worker for Christ. I could always depend on him. He's the one who told us how thoroughly love had been worked into your lives by the Spirit. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits tuned to his will and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you'll live well for the Master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful, that he has for us. I like that that um, version. Yeah, the message. It was nice. It actually it made more sense. Like I thought it read more clearly. Oh, good. Than the other ones. Oh, Didn't good. You? Yeah, it's good. I I mean I enjoyed it as well. It's, it, I I'm, I think that it's a good paraphrase. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's the question for today. Um, do you find it easier to criticize or create? Do you lead through creation or criticism? And does Jesus lead you through creation or criticism? I think it's always easier to criticize, but I think because of the type of work that I do and the things I do, I spend more time creating than I do criticizing. Hmm. Other people get to criticize. Hmm. You know, the way that people be like, oh, well, you should have said this, or why didn't you do that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's kind of like, well, I I don't know, I did what I did. That's the creative process. When you create something, you can only do it one way. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's always, I guess harder to do that in some way that it requires um more time and effort and maybe expertise to create than to criticize but i also think it's more fun 
you know, it feels more satisfying to me. To create than to criticize. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. You know, I mean, I, I can I just, be critical just like everybody, but it doesn't give me a lot of satisfaction. I don't feel like, wow, I really achieved something there. You know, it, <laughs> it doesn't feel like anything. If, if, that's, the, if that's the case, then why, why is it that, that, that criticism is actually kind of like the more of the standard operating procedure to move things forward than creation? Well, I think in some ways criticism can be a form of creation or a not a form of creation so much, it's an accompaniment to it in the sense that you need to criticize what you've done or you need to look at how you could have done things better in order to keep creating, in order to be generative. So I think even learning how to listen to criticisms and determine whether they're valid, you know, some criticisms that we, you and Mm -hmm. I both get are, it's like, hey, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. You're right. I could do that. Other ones, you think, oh, you know what, I, I don't necessarily think that's valid. I don't think you understood what I was doing or whatever. So I think that it's all part of creativity in a way. I just think you have yeah. to balance both of those things. Like you, criticism, like a movie critic, for instance. If you look at a movie and you critique it, what's good about it, what's bad about it, that's part of understanding what makes it work. Do movie, do movie critics, I wonder if movie critics ever get to enjoy anything. Oh, I think they do. Yeah. Absolutely. You can tell from the way that they write about them. I mean, if I read something with the idea that I'm going to write about it, I still enjoy it. In fact, I think I enjoy it more because I engage more deeply mm. with it if I have to to try to break it down and figure out how it works and what I think about it and how it fits in with other things. I, d- I don't think the critical approach is necessarily a negative thing is what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, if we're talking I, about the kind of nitpicking where people just pick each other apart, that's a different... I read through the letter, you know, many times in and um, different versions and so on. And I, I found I was in chapter four, which I know is, is well ahead. It's like week, what week eight or week nine when we get to chapter four. But there was this one verse that, uh, that stood out in chapter four that speaks to this one right now. Um, and I think this is the advantage of that they had and that we often miss when we just take one portion of the text. So we're looking at one portion of the text. They actually got the whole picture of it. But I want to read this one verse here. It's in chapter 4, verse... Uh, let me see here. i got to pull it up a little bit closer without my glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 5. And it says, Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. And then verse 6. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each other, each person. And when I read that, uh, in every translation, it just it would leap out. And it was just I thought it was just beautiful um, what it said there when it said it was seasoned with salt. And it actually threw my mind all the way back to that we should be the light and the salt. Uh, yeah, you know, it makes me think of is the way that younger people refer to someone as being salty. If they're being kind of mouthy or sarcastic, oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's new, so it almost makes it sound it like seasoned with salt way. means that you're I, being kind of snarky. And I, and I actually, I went off to the other one where we should be the light and the be salt. Be gracious, so, be a little yeah, snarky, a little bit snarky. <laughs> yeah, it clearly yeah. doesn't mean that in no, the context. No. Uh, so I, I, that's what I, that's what it kind of went back but to. But yeah, what does seasoned with salt mean to you in the sense of being well, gracious? Well, like I was your just speech about, is seasoned with salt. I was thinking about the beginning here again of this this opening this opening message here, and he says, "Look, he says he's the one who has told us thoroughly, and have that that love has been worked into your lives by the Spirit." And he says, "This is evident in who you guys are," and he's so impressed by this that you guys are persevering in this world and he's inspired by this and I think that there's something to be said for being people who are known 
for for uplifting others, for for being people who actually love other people, and I and I think that there is something to be said for those who create more than those who criticize. Yeah, I think it's easier to you know when you're building a, a with kids right like a tower, you you'll always see with a bunch of kids that there's uh, one kid who's happy to build the tower, and there's always going to be one kid who's just got this kind of great desire just to kind of smack the tower down. And that's what their joy is. It's like to see any towers there, I'm just going to knock those bricks down. I'm going to smack that tower down. And, and there is just a, there's a level where it's just easier to break things down than it is to actually build something. Well, you always wonder something. that with children, that why is it easier for them to pull every toy out of all the bins that they sure. have in their room, but it's hard for them to put the toys back in the yeah yeah. And it's easier to mess up your house than yeah. to clean up your house. Yeah, it's always easier to be destructive for some reason. That just it comes is, more and, naturally. I, and I wonder whether whether there's something about this letter that Paul is trying to say to us as a people that uh, he would like us to live a different way if we are to follow Jesus Christ, and and that maybe creation is because when I look at Jesus. Um, even the way that that Christ corrects us, his he's not critic. I don't see it as criticism in the in the sense of like, oh, I'm now going to have a constructive I'm criticism kind of tearing session. you down. Yeah. Session, you know, like with Jesus, it's actually where he's trying to build us up all the time. He has our best intent all the time, and I think that that's just something we should think about. But let me repeat the question one more time and uh, see what you guys think about this. Do you find it easier to criticize or create? Do you lead through creation or criticism? Does Jesus lead you through creation or criticism? Think about that. Look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you, and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.